Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I tell you what, folks, miracles do happen. Yes, on occasion they do. For example, I gave White Boy Malcolm X some homework on Sunday's podcast, tasked him with finding out which grievance month it was, who gets to play victim in July, and he actually did it. Surprisingly, though, no one gets to play victim, at least not according to the list I have. And there are like 70 items on this list. And White Boy Malcolm X, you lazy queen, technically speaking, you did your homework. You did provide me with the list. But I could have done that, Googled it, all on my own. And for those of you who are interested, the site is eventguide.com. And no, I'm not going to read you all 70, but here are just a few highlights for your entertainment. National Ice Cream Month. That's for the body positive crowd. In my day, we called them fat people. But nowadays, you're not supposed to say that. Fat people get too triggered when you call them fat. So we call them the body positive crowd. National Deli Salad Month. That's for the white people in the body positive crowd. Carbs drowned in mayonnaise is definitely a white people thing. You BIPOC folk out there, you know what I'm talking about. I know you like to make jokes about white people and mayonnaise. And there's actually a hashtag on Twitter, woke Twitter, hashtag mayo monkeys. Whitey is a mayo monkey. White boy Malcolm X, you're fake black. Do you, sir? Like mayonnaise. Hell no. That's what I thought. I'm not a big mayo person either. I guess I'm not a good white person. Not liking mayonnaise. Speaking of the BIPOC folk though. National BIPOC Mental Health Month. Poor BIPOC folk. Everyone knows that any mental health issues with BIPOC, that's Whitey's fault. Mayo-loving Whitey is to blame. National Cell Phone Courtesy Month, if that isn't a joke, 
Air Conditioning Appreciation Month. I can only imagine how hysterical Greta Thunberg is right about now with that. Her version of air conditioning is to go topside on her yacht as she sails around the world lecturing adults on the environment. And lastly, National HIV Awareness Month, which is for all you whorish queens out there, and you know who you are. That's for you, post-Pride. And that cannot be a coincidence. Having National HIV Awareness Month right after Pride. Go whoring around for the entire month. It's time to get tested, girls. And speaking of catching something, when you're out there having yourself a, a grand gay old time, how's this from the New York Times? The U.S. may be losing the fight against monkeypox, scientists say. Long-standing weaknesses in the public health system are giving the virus a chance to become entrenched. Hey, you woke brats over at the New York Times. I don't think it's the public health system that's the issue here. I know you have your template. Crisis resolution through large government spending. More government bureaucracy. But I'm not sure that's the reason why we might be losing the fight against monkeypox. Just a thought. In Fox 5 New York, New York City monkeypox cases double again. Vaccine website crashes. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because in the name of vaccine equity, and we had that story the other week on it, how in the name of equity, which means everyone equally miserable, they're handing the vaccine out to everyone and their brother, their sister, their non-binary sibling. So the people who are most at risk, eh, sorry, not sorry. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one, it's from the Daily Wire. Joe Biden issues apology to Latino community after Latinx lunching comments. Poor Dr. Jill Biden. As if her dopey crackhead son trashing her in leaked text messages isn't bad enough. As if her dementia patient husband she props up so she can keep living in the White House isn't bad enough. Now she has this. And I don't even know what to think of this. Her allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, calling Hispanics or the Latinx folks, for all you snooty white liberals out there, calling them tacos. Speaking of Latinx, though, there was a debate on Twitter the other day how to actually pronounce Latinx. I guess some people pronounce it Latin X, like white boy Malcolm X. Although I prefer 
Latinx. And since I'm the most woke person that I know, I'm the most down for the struggle person that I know, I think it's Latinx. And just in case you've been living under a rock, hadn't heard what was going on here, Dr. Jill Biden on Monday, this past Monday, she was at something called the Latinx Inclusion Luncheon. And of course, inclusion also had an X. I-N-C-L-U capital X, I-O-N. The Latinx Inclusion Luncheon down in San Antonio, Texas. Obviously filled with white people. Because who made up the word Latinx? Who is the predominant user of the word Latinx? Like I just said, snooty white liberals, that's who. If any Hispanics went to this event, I promise you folks, unless they've been completely brainwashed by Whitey, the first thought that popped into their head when they got that invitation and saw what they were calling this thing, the first thing that came to mind was Latinx Inclusion Luncheon? What the blankety-blank-blank-blank is Whitey up to now? Why can't those morons quit using that stupid made-up word? Easy answer, you Hispanics out there. They use it so they can virtue signal, show how down for the struggle They are, predominantly, to other snooty white liberals. They don't care if most of you hate it. Remember, it's all about them. And so, Dr. Jill Biden, she was at this stupid thing, and she told the audience that the diversity of the Hispanic community was as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful as as the blossoms of Miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. So the National Association of Hispanic Journalists, the NAHJ, they were like, what the what? What the hell just came out of her mouth? And so they released a statement that read, NAHJ encourages at FLOTUS and her communications team to take time to better understand the complexities of our people and communities. We are not tacos. Our heritage as Latinos is shaped by various diasporas, cultures, and food traditions. Do not reduce us to stereotypes. And Dr. Jill Biden, she had to apologize or her communications team had to apologize for, in their minds, comparing Hispanics to tacos. Which I think is a, and this is where I don't know what to think of this, where I hate to have to maybe possibly come to the, come to the defense of Dr. Jill Biden here. But I think this is a, a bit of a tempest in a teapot, typical DC high school drama, typical gotcha game. 
But this is what happens when you try to pander to people, try to virtue signal to people. You wind up stepping into a mess like this. Look, to me, it's all about intent. Did she mean to disparage Hispanics? No. She, now very ham-handedly, I admit, but she tried to pay them a compliment about the diversity within the Hispanic community and idiotically relied on dopey PR people to put together this crap sandwich about bodegas and blossoms and breakfast tacos. Plenty to criticize her on. More than enough things to say about Dr. Joe Biden. I just, I don't think this is one of them. Speaking of the Bidens, though, how's this from the Daily Caller? Pedo Pete, massive 4chan hack of Hunter Biden's explicit texts, images, videos, rocks the internet. Footage and screenshots started circulating online Saturday night that are reportedly from Hunter Biden's iCloud account. And for those of you not in the know, like me, 4chan, and I had to look this up, that is a simple image-based bulletin board where anyone can post comments and share images anonymously. And so I guess some 4chan users, who I suspect are virgin pajama boys, living in their parents' basement, on that sex doll in the corner, playing with themselves, their Pokemon cards, their Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week, freaking out the parents, freaking out the neighbors. Although I probably shouldn't say that, lest they get triggered and hack into my iCloud account. Not that there's anything in there worth posting. Not compared to Crackhead Hunter, anyway. And among the bounty, these 4chan virgin pajama boys found, there are allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, several videos of Hunter walking along a beach and consuming drugs in the shower with a woman who refers to him as her future baby daddy. And I can only imagine what she looks like. Another video showing Hunter arguing with a prostitute about the amount of crack he had in his possession. Yeah, that's definitely crackhead Hunter. A series of text messages which may show that crackhead Hunter and creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, they own a number of guns and that he stole upwards of $100,000 from his ex-wife. Bet she loves hearing that one. And the piece of gold everyone's laughing over. One of the Breitbart News reporters shared a screenshot of what they claimed 
was a contact in Hunter Biden's phone listed as Pedo Peter, which another user alleged was the contact card belonging to Creepy Uncle Joe the Hair Sniffer. Because Creepy Uncle Joe the Hair Sniffer, he's previously used the pseudonym Peter Henderson. And if you're wondering where that came from, Peter Henderson is a character. He's in the Jack Ryan series from Tom Clancy. I wonder if Hunter, he calls Creepy Uncle Joe the Hair Sniffer, Pedo Pete, because of the hair sniffing, the creepy touching, rubbing women's shoulders, or what was in Ashley Biden's diary about her allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, showering with her father a few times, that it was, quote-unquote, probably not appropriate. I don't know. Maybe all of the above. At this point, the creepy dysfunction isn't even funny. The son, he's a crack and prostitute addict. The daughter... She's a sex and drug addict. He's clearly got dementia. Dr. Jill Biden is like a Stepford wife with this plastic, everything is perfect grin anytime she's out in public. Nothing to see here, folks. We're a perfect family. And the media, I could spend a a whole podcast showcasing just how much they ignore on purpose. This salacious family drama, that's only weaponized with Republicans. And it wouldn't surprise me, folks, if Hunter, just a theory here, if this stuff getting leaked isn't deliberate. Way, way too many leaks for this to be Just a coincidence. This is Hunter saying, you want to whore me out? Here, how's this, pedo Pete? Here's your legacy. Flush down the toilet. From the post-millennial, Pete Buttigieg, pocket queen Pete, justifies Brett Kavanaugh having to leave Steakhouse. Buttigieg responded, you're never going to be free from criticism or peaceful protests. People exercising their First Amendment rights. While we still have them anyway. Oh, and speaking of pocket queen Pete, and before we get into this one, how's this from Tal Road? Those girls over at Tal Road. Buttigieg makes Michigan his official home. Experts assess political effect. I guess they got tired of me calling Chastin Buttigieg, a low-rank queen from Indiana. So now I guess it's Chastin Buttigieg, that low-rank queen from Michigan. And they moved to Traverse City, which is Chastin's hometown. So I guess he's always been a low-rank queen from Michigan. Him being a a low-rank queen from Indiana, temporarily usurping it. 
And the drama queens in the media, the swamp media, they're speculating that pocket queen Pete, he may either make a bid in 2024 to secede U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. That's if she retires at the end of her term. Or he may also choose to run for the Democratic nomination for governor in 2026. So the Peter Principle in action. He'll definitely rise to the level of his incompetence, assuming he's not already there. Queen can't manage anything related to transportation. Couldn't fill a pothole on his best day. The only thing he's even remotely successful at is getting people to laugh for running around calling highways racist. But with this one, Pocket Queen Pete's comments on Brett Kavanaugh being harassed and having to leave Morton's. Basically, oh well, too bad for him. Sucks to be him. Cheston, he basically did some version of that on Twitter. Cheston, he's the queen of snark on Twitter. But can you imagine how hysterical Cheston Buttigieg, that low-ranked queen from Michigan, how hysterical she'd get if someone did that to them, chase them out of an Applebee's or TGI Fridays? That queen, she wouldn't put up with that one bit. I think she'd go up to them, up to the protesters. How dare you bother us? We're in the ruling class. My husband is the Secretary of Transportation. You want to bother us? I'll make sure you get a highway right down the middle of your front yard. Those two would go on to the Sunday talk shows just to play victim. Pocket Queen Pete, just to gaslight everyone when he approved of the exact same behavior towards Kavanaugh, he'd be like, there should be limits. Very strict limits on criticism or peaceful protests. People exercising their First Amendment rights when it comes to the harassment of individuals, public figures out and about. Justin, he'd be like, My husband, the Secretary of Transportation, for once in his life, he's right. We were out trying to enjoy a peaceful meal when vicious homophobes and bigots protested us. This was hate. And I can only imagine the hand job they get from the vapid gay media. It'd be a headline like, Stunning and Brave Buttigieg's Battle Homophobes. Like I said before, it's all fun and games until it happens to them. And at some point, It will. And you two girls, you have fun with that. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From CBS Sports, Rob Gronkowski addresses leaving Patriots off latest retirement post. It's a little blown out of proportion. Gronkowski announced his retirement on June 21st. Can't believe I'm even talking about sports. But if you ever wanted to understand what see in action, what I mean when I say someone is butthurt, this thing about Rob Gronkowski and butthurt Patriots fans, this is it. And real quick, so Rob Gronkowski here, or Gronk, he played up here in Boston for however long. No idea. Don't really care. But he retired from the Patriots from football back in in March 2019. And at that time, you know, he did the usual self-send-off. You know how they do it, folks. They thank God, the Patriots organization, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, all the fans in New England, everyone in New England, thank them for their love and support, blah, 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 blah. I don't have the quote. Again, don't really care. But I'm sure it was really nice, beautifully written by a handsomely paid PR team and showed a lot of appreciation to the Patriots organization, his teammates, the fans. So off he goes into the sunset. Then Tom Brady, who also retired, he got himself a a truckload or two of Benjamins to play in Tampa Bay. So Tom unretires, and long story short, Gronk, he also got himself a truckload or two of Benjamins to play in Tampa Bay. So he unretired and then joined the Buccaneers in April of 2020. And so he played for them for a few years. And last month, in June, he retired again. And with this retirement, having only played two years and having played only for the Buccaneers, does the self-send-off again thanking all the Tampa Bay folks down in Florida. And Florida, just to let you folks know, that is our favorite train wreck of a state here on the Miller Frost podcast. But he basically did 
what he did here in Boston, but for the new fans in Tampa Bay. And so the Boston fans, they're like, well, what about us? Why didn't he thank us as well? They're getting all butthurt because Gronk didn't mention them when he thanked the folks in Tampa Bay. And Gronk is now like, not exactly, but he's like, I already thank you clowns two years ago. How much attention do you need? You don't get thanked every single time I retire, okay? But apparently, it's not okay, which is why it's all over the news. These nutty sports fans here in New England acting like a bunch of hysterical millennial Gen Z brats or the non-binary folk with their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Everything is all about them. Always and forever. Sports fans remind me of Virgin Pajama Boys living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with themselves, their Pokemon cards, their Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit or 4chan this week, freaking out the parents, freaking out the neighbors. The virgin pajama boys who make the Marvel Universe their universe, who live and breathe, what, Thor or Superman or Captain America are up to. But these dopes, with their double XL or triple XL jerseys, waddling around TD Garden or Gillette Stadium down in Foxborough, their sports heroes are the center of the universe. I can't imagine being that invested in a sports team or an athlete or an actor or a singer or a politician, whoever. Can't imagine being that fixated on someone or something that doesn't even know I exist. That I would react like this over a perceived slight because every time Gronk retires, he doesn't give a a media hand job to New England sports fans. Poor princesses. Not even white boy Malcolm X, who we all know is totally into gingers, obsessed with gingers, totally into AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger. Guy bangs a a Ronald McDonald blow-up doll just to get his ginger fix. Not even he is half as obsessed about gingers as these people are about their sports heroes. I guess we all get butthurt about something. Even me, folks. I do get butthurt from time to time. And if it's sports for you, if you get triggered and butthurt over that, you have fun with that. From Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, gay couple who wanted a son sue IVF clinic after surrogate gives birth to daughter. A gay couple are suing a California fertility clinic 
after they requested a male embryo, but ended up having a baby girl. This one I thought was odd, because there's that stereotype about gay men adopting girls and lesbians adopting boys. I figured they'd be thrilled to have a little girl, but I guess not. And these two queens, Albert and Anthony Saniger, I think that's how you pronounce it, S-A-N-I-G-E-R, Albert and Anthony, if you're out there listening to this podcast, sorry girls if I butchered the hell out of your last name, but you want to talk about anal retentive. They were determined to be fathers to two sons, and before they got married back in 2013, they had already chosen the name of those boys and even created Gmail accounts for them. Gmail. As far as I'm concerned, might as well have gotten them AOL accounts. And I can see these two queens. We want this perfectly manicured, perfectly planned out life. I bet they're a lot of fun at the holidays. We're going to have a perfectly fantastic Christmas or else. So now they're suing the fertility clinic for breach of contract, medical malpractice, negligence, and fraudulent concealment and violation of the unfair competition law and the Consumer Legal Remedies Act. Don't you just love California, folks? Sue people for one thing, sue them for 10. And for a payday, these two queens They definitely want a huge stack of Benjamins. They're seeking unspecified damages, citing the $300,000, the cost of the fertility process. And I saw that and I was like, holy crap, is that what a test tube kid costs these days? So we're dealing with two severely OCD Rich queens. But they got 300K invested already. And they also have other damages since they will now have three kids to raise instead of two because they still plan to have the two sons since that's the perfectly manicured, perfectly planned out life. And they're not going to deviate from it come hell or high water. That and they already have the Gmail accounts, so what are you going to do? And random aside, I wonder if they got her one, the new daughter, or she's not Gmail worthy. And can you imagine being her? Because you know at some point, after a glass or three of Merlot, she's going to be a, a typical hysterical teenager, typical teenage brat, And one of these two snitty queens, they're going to tell her, we didn't want you anyway. You little bitch. You screwed up our lives. God, those kids. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Six ways to Sunday. What we're going to have here, folks, with these two train wreck queens is three future Hunter Bidens out there smoking crack or meth, 
or shooting heroin just to mentally escape their screwed up parents. And can you imagine if one of those boys, they decided to transition? Daddy, daddy, I'm a little girl now, and my name is Blanche. Albert or Anthony, one of them. Oh, hell no, you don't. You are not going to transition. I got your Gmail account already set up, and you are not changing it. And your hideous sister, the one we didn't want in the first place, she's the only one with a hoo-hoo allowed in this house. I am not going to have two of you little bitches running around here. Albert, Anthony, you two queens, girlfriends, you need to learn to let go. Jesus Christmas, you two are on an express highway to all three of those kids hating you for all eternity. You keep this crazy up. As Mama Frost likes to say, we plan and God laughs. And God, he, she, they, zeer. Folks, we actually don't know God's pronouns. God is going to laugh his, her, their, Zier's ass off watching your lives go sideways over and over and over again. The best laid plans imploding left and right. And you all have fun with that. From Bounding in the Comics, Chet Hanks, so that dopey idiot is back, Chet Hanks attributes years of alcohol and substance abuse to the fame of parents Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. And we just talked about Chet Hanks. Gangsta white boy, reject Eminem rapper, princess here, what, a few months ago? And back then he was crying and complaining about how horrible it was growing up as the son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Poor little me, poor princess. And he's still at it, still yapping on, yap, 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 about how horrific being their spawn has been for him. Such a burden, being the loser, dopehead kid of two A-list celebrities. Which to me is just, BS. Total BS. Well, mostly BS. And the only reason I say that is, you know, there are plenty of kids out there with world-famous celebrities as their parents who don't go down this road, who don't become horribly self-destructive, who turn out just fine. I find it hard to believe The parent's fame is the cause of this behavior. Him going off the rails. Unless, maybe possibly, they lorded it over him. You got Tom standing there with a bucket full of Oscars screaming at him. You're a complete loser. You'll never be as good as me. Now that might give a kid a complex. Drive him to go the Hunter Biden route. But I don't see Tom Hanks doing that. Now, he could be a complete sadist with his kids. 
taunting them for being losers. But I don't know. I just don't see it. And this public airing out of his issues over and over and over again, you got to be AOC dumb. And that's pretty dumb, folks. But AOC dumb to be this tone deaf with this poor little rich kid sob story. The people that would kill, literally kill, to have traded places with him, to have lived that life, to have had the opportunities he had, both of which the vast majority of people will never have even the slightest chance of experiencing. And he's out there publicly crying and complaining about it. You know what it could be, white boy Malcolm X? Well, we just talked about July being, among many things, National BIPOC Mental Health Month. Now, Chet, he's a gangster, white boy, reject Eminem rapper. But maybe he identifies as black like you do. Maybe Chet Hanks is fake black. So all these public lamentations, maybe that's him working through his mental health issues, his BIPOC mental health issues. Thoughts, sir? Screw him? That is not very compassionate, white boy Malcolm X. Don't be butthurt. He's trying to steal your shtick. No one, sir. No one does fake black better than you. Do you feel better now? Are you okay, princess? And that was rhetorical. Chet, if you're out there listening to this podcast, no one feels sorry for you. I bet you most people are thinking what I am. What an ungrateful douchebag to complain about your life and blame your parents for it. Go look in the mirror, princess, as unpleasant as it is. And when you do, there's the problem. Staring you right in the face. And for our last story, folks, it's from Newsbusters. On MSNBC, David Hogg says Highland Park shooters are racist, not mentally ill. This is how dumb the mainstream media is. Every time there's some sort of gun violence in this country, what do they do? They go get that blithering idiot, David Hogg, and ask him what he thinks. Like anyone cares other than David Hogg. I'm David Hogg. I survived a school shooting. Look at me. Look at me. Where am I? See? I'm up on my cross. I survived a school shooting. What a moron. I'm not a moron. I survived a school shooting, and I got me into Harvard. They even let me bring my cross. See? I'm still here, up on my cross. And speaking of morons, so are those clowns at MSNBC. Whatever loser decided, David 
Og was the best subject matter expert they could get to discuss this tragic shooting in Highland Park. And what did Sherlock Holmes here deduce from this shooting? David Hogg figured out that that emo, incel, virgin pajama boy, Robert Crimeo III, isn't screwed up in the head, but he's a a white nationalist, which I guess is kind of like a white supremacist hiding about, lurking in the shadows. Now, Popo, they have already come out and stated, we have no information to suggest at this point it was racially motivated, motivated by religion, or any other protected status. And Highland Park, no, I've been up to Highland Park several times when I lived in Chicago. Lily White back then, and according to the Census Bureau, Still is. 89.6% white. Now that's damn white. Whiteyville. That's like Vermont white. New Hampshire white. So how dumb is David Hogg? He's so dumb that he's trying to argue that a white nationalist shot up a lily white suburban parade. He's so dumb in this train wreck interview. He even blamed the school shooting he was in. The one that got him into Harvard, got him up there on his cross, got him his fancy new nonprofit. Blame the shooting he was in on a white nationalist. White nationalist Nicholas Cruz. Who's Latino or Latinx? if you're a snooty white liberal. He's so dumb that even Megan McCain, even she's like, eh, that kid's a moron. Even Goose Kentworthy, that dopey queen, even he is like, man, is he stupid. How dare you? How dare you criticize me? I'm David Hogg. I survived a school shooting. Look at me up on my cross. See? Bless your heart, David. Bless your heart. So on that note, since I cannot top this blithering idiot, David Hogg, even if I'm running out of adjectives to describe his Complete lack of basic intelligence. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend. A good start to your week. And we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.